0: Starts in your mind. In your mind. Learn from brilliant minds around the world to turn your life
1: into a magical experience and become an epic creator. Transforming from professional magician to filmmaker and entrepreneur. Here's your host, Jennifer S. Royal.
0: Hi, this is Jennifer and welcome to a new episode. This episode is really all about business and I have the honor to interview the author of the book I've read over Christmas that really changed my thinking around business how to leverage your business and how to build new strategies for your business so that you can get back time instead of being overwhelmed all the time and working weekends and nights, what I did very often. So my guest today is Fabienne Frederiksen And she's the author of the book The Leveraged Business I'm talking about. And this is all about how you can grow your business from six figures to seven figures and in the process getting your life back. So we will dive deep into all the tactics, strategies, mindset, everything you need to make that a reality. And I'm sure you will take away a lot from this interview and this episode so listen carefully and let's dive into the interview. Hi Fabienne, welcome to the show. Thank you, so happy to be here. It's wonderful having you today so I can't believe it's really happening so I actually manifested it because I told my audience that over the Christmas days your book was my own Christmas present and I started reading it and I couldn't put it down. So it was really amazing and changed my thinking around business. So can't wait to talk about all the details. But before we do, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hey, everybody, I'm so
1: glad you're here. I am Fabienne Fredrickson. I am the founder of uh, BoldHeart.com and theleveragedbusiness.com. I have been a business coach for 21 years. I've worked, I've had the privilege of working with tens of thousands of mostly women business owners. And um, I help them get to 10K a month consistently so that they can be ready at six figures to leverage their business, and what does that mean? A leveraged business is one where you can scale it to 250,000 250, a year, 500,000 a year, 750,000 or a million or more a year, but the whole idea is not to be in overwhelm, but to actually create a business that where you have control and you have impact, meaning you're changing people's lives, you have freedom to ease into the day, to work four days a week. Um, I don't know. I work two to three hours a day, 14 to 16 weeks of vacation. All of that is yours when you create a leveraged business. That's what my book is about, The Leveraged Business, that Jennifer is, um, so kindly said that she enjoyed reading. And, um, and it's, it's really about women making their own money and lots of it. Um, so that they can create the life that they love, so that they can uh, feel financially secure and independent. And when a woman has her own business and feels financially secure, she has a way of taking up more space in her life in the sense that she uh, has a voice and a choice. And she is not beholden to anybody. She makes her own rules, lives her life her way
0: very nice set Fabienne and now you all know the title of the book because i made it a secret so far oh, and <laughs> i let it out of
1: the bag <laughs> yes you did you did
0: just in the other episodes i said so the book is oh. called the leverage oh. business and for everyone listening you know that i'm in a video production company i have my own and i was thinking about how i can scale the business and for the first time I really started about thinking strategies and how you grow a business instead of starting a business because I started many different things in the creative field and I got to this point where I thought I have to scale and leverage but then there's a problem that you only have 24 hours in a day and this is how i found Fabienne's book so Fabienne, maybe you can tell the audience why it's so powerful to come up with systems and how you break from this time against money problem yeah so
1: there are many ways to do that the first one is to realize that um Let's say you're already at 8 a month sometimes, 10 a month. Um, you have to realize that the first few years of your business want to get you to that point, you have to show up a different way. Uh, there are ways of showing up to get to 10 a month, and then there are certain activities to focus on. Uh, the activities are about sales and marketing, honestly. Um, And especially for women entrepreneurs or or creative people uh, or people who lead with their hearts, it's about doing authentic marketing and sales so that it feels good to do. And when it feels good to do it, where you're honoring yourself and honoring the person on the other side of the sales conversation or the other side of the marketing, then you're going to do lots more of it. Um, And the way you show up is about doing everything yourself. Why? Because you don't have a lot of money in the beginning to delegate to everybody. But now that you're at eight to 10K a month, what got you here will not get you to multiple six figures. That's not going to get you to 250, 500, 750, or a million. The way to do that is to actually work less. So one of the things that I talk about a lot when I'm in front of large audiences is that, and I hope you write this down for yourself as as you're listening to this, is that it's actually easier to make a million a year than it is to make 50,000 a year. And that's not what people usually think of when they're at this stage because they think, oh my God, I'm already overwhelmed. I'm already working long hours. Um, How can it be, how how possibly can it be that I can work less making a million? Well, the way you reach a million is that you leverage a team, you leverage systems, you leverage your time, so that you work on exponential growth activities, and I'll break all this down in a moment if you want me to, uh, and less on the doing, and then you leverage your business model so that instead of working one-to-one, you provide your solution to -to one-to-many. And there isn't a single business where this doesn't work. So when you asked me about systems, Jennifer, it's really about a shift in mindset and identity first. Now, most of us are wired um, to want to do, want to start lots of new things. And we you know we're, we're wired for freedom, well, that's our greatest value and we're wired to start new things and not necessarily finish them. Society tells us that that's not a good thing. But I actually think you're brilliant just as you are with somebody who takes risks and starts new things. Um, but if if you are the one to have to handle, how everything gets run, and there are no systems, there are many things gonna fall through the cracks and and uh, it, it, there's no consistency there. so here's what I'm really saying is that a business that is a scalable business is one that is consistent, that is predictable um It is one that will, uh, consistent, predictable, verifiable, that you can count on. And the only way to create a a business that is predictable and consistent is with processes, systems, and procedures. And to people like us, that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) But what I want to say to you is that the idea of systems doesn't sound sexy but what's on the other side of having systems in place that's what's sexy so it leveraging your business by leveraging systems is having is just you being the one to say well I need a system for this and I need a system for that but also knowing that you are not the one to create the systems You are not the one to create a process-driven business, a procedure-led operation. You're the one to share with people what needs to be documented. They do it, they put it in place, everybody follows it, and then you get your freedom back. And then you get to focus on the things that you love. And then you take time off uh, working only two to three hours a day or taking 14 weeks of vacation a year. That's why systems are so important.
0: That is amazing. And especially loved, as you said, it is easier to make a million a year than to make 50K a year. But yeah. I think I'm getting where you're coming from because it's then really when you're so, again, in the doing mode and doing everything and running around and doing everything yourself, you can't scale it there. But when you have several people doing things for you. I think it might be easier to get to a complete whole new level.
1: Absolutely. In fact, one of the exercises that I do with our, our uh, members of the Leveraged to Business program is that we, we actually take about 15-20 about minutes and have them look at everything they do in their business. And we put them in four different categories. I talk about this in the Leveraged Business book, where we look at, okay, what are the things that you're, the the activities where you spend your time in your business that are, you're uniquely brilliant at this, even if you take it for granted. Where you keep getting better and better, people think you're like, wow, you are amazing at this. You are absolutely unbelievable. And frankly, you would do it for free all day long and because it fills you, it brings you lots of satisfaction, you're so good at it that you can get better at it. That's your unique brilliance activities. And then there's the excellence activities that I talk about. And those are the things you're also super great at, but you wouldn't do it for free all day long uh, without being a little bit resentful. And then two other types of activities, you've got the things you're competent at, which means those are things you can do, sure, but somebody else could do it better. And frankly, it's not the best use of your time. And then the incompetent activities, which like (laughs) you really should not be doing these because you are doing your business a disservice. And the reason I bring this up, Jennifer, is that when you can understand which parts of your business are the most useful for you to be in, and which parts, the competent and the incompetent, you really should not be in, and you begin to delegate those activities to other people who are really good at those, then you gain back all this time and you begin to focus on more money generating activities and and more growth activities and all those big projects that you know you should be working on, but right now because you're so busy you're trying to squeeze them in between client appointments and it's not working, that's when you begin to grow. That's when you have you create a team of people, even if it's like two virtual assistants who give you like five hours a week each, you begin to create a team of people who say, give me more, more things to work on. And then you, you go and grow the business and that changes things.
0: Mm, amazing. Yeah, I feel kind of guilty of what you said, like <laughs> putting my idea generation into client meetings. This is not really working because you need time to think and to grow. So I figured that and for myself, I can say that I always have the best ideas when I'm on holidays in another country, like, you know, detached from the whole business thing and just having this time to think so that these new ideas and strategies can actually land.
1: Yeah. 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 And I just want to address something that you just said, Jennifer, about feeling guilty to be in that position. I just want to normalize the fact that there should not be, there's nothing wrong with anybody who's in that position. It happens to a hundred percent of business owners. So, you know, maybe we feel some shame or some guilt, or we feel like embarrassed, but I just want to normalize this. It happens to everybody. Now, the, the the sad part is that most people stay there. Most people have never been taught. They don't have the strategy. Uh, they don't have the accountability. They don't have the mentorship or the community that will get them to move past that, which is why I believe in getting... Uh, the best mentorship you can you can afford to be in a community of other entrepreneurs so you don't stay there uh, in that overwhelmed place Um, but it's absolutely normal there's nothing wrong with you if you're in that place
0: it's great you're saying this Fabienne and I think also you can only change what you are aware of so you first have to become aware that this is the problem and then you can work on the solution and find someone who can help you with the solution
1: yeah and just having some compassion for oneself <laughs> yeah. you know like the, 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 our society beats us up already for not being especially as women not th- too much of this not enough of this not this enough not that enough it's like okay 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 we're fine. (laughs) We're just going to need to shift a few things, leverage a few things. I want to share about it this way, if I may. Um, uh, uh, Leveraging your business, when you're not leveraged, it's almost like you're in a dark room and you feel kind of lost. You feel kind of uncertain and uh, kind of confused, right? Dark room, Where where do I go, what do I do, I'm lost. And then imagine that you put your hand on the wall and all of a sudden you feel these eight light switches. You're like, oh, this is interesting. And you flip one of the light switches on and there's a light that comes on in the room. And suddenly there's a little bit of clarity and you're a little less lost, a little less uncertain, a little less, less confused. That is what happens when you leverage one aspect of your business, right? Let it, let's say systems, right? And then imagine that you put your hand on the other switch on the wall and you flip that switch and that's let's say you're leveraging your, your business model, the light gets a little brighter, there's more clarity, you're less uncertain and lost and afraid or frustrated or overwhelmed and, and the more light switches in that room that you turn on, the more life is clear, you feel confident, you feel self-assured. It's the same thing. When you leverage fully the eight activators in this book, right, leverage your team, time, systems, business model, marketing, accountability, uh, differentiation, and lifestyle, you uh, you, there's massive clarity. There is, uh, you're no longer being controlled by your business. You're controlling your business in the best way possible. And you have this incredible confidence because you have uh, you have the ability to show up uh, using your time, using your natural inclinations, talents, and resources um, to create a life that you love.
0: Absolutely. So Fabienne, you mentioned that you have to shift your mindset and identity first. And I remember a story from your book, The Leveraged Business, that you had this goal for a weekend to bring in $1 million from one of your events.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you
0: were kind of frustrated that you only made 750000 that weekend. So I thought, that is so inspiring. How do you grow to a mindset that you are able to bring in like a quarter million? No, is it a quarter? Yeah.
1: Yeah. A million.
0: <laughs> that's the right know. number. Yeah. Quarter million dollars a weekend, you know, because like in Europe or better in United States, this could be a house like you are earning a house on a weekend. And I thought, wow, that is so inspirational. How do you do it? And first, of course, you need the right mindset to believe that you can do it. Like I did in my older life with magic. You have to believe it first that the audience can believe it, too. So Mm -hmm. do you have some practical tips on how to grow yourself there? I mean, obviously, almost everyone, I guess, has to leave completely their comfort zone to get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So first, I just want to address. The the being upset that I didn't get to a million. I know that taken out of context, you have to read the section of of the book that that talks about the accountability piece. Yes. I hadn't done the math right. I was just pulling that number out of thin air. So out of context, somebody could say like, Oh my God, she's so whatever, right? And <laughs> they can judge me. But read the book, and you will understand. Absolutely, so that story... I just
0: picked that story out because yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it stuck with but, me.
1: But I'm going to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, the I, okay, part of the work that I do with people is the opposite of the strategy. Well, I, I teach the strategy. Of course, I have to teach the strategy. All the things that you don't know how to you don't know about how to get to uh, a million or get to do an event in a weekend uh, that that produces a million. But very the first thing is that you have to uh, change your identity and your beliefs. Um, This is about uh, wealth consciousness. And wealth consciousness is two things the way I teach it to our our members. It is first about the idea that you understand how money gets made. Uh, Money, first happens on the inside, on uh, several levels. The first one is your identity or your self-image. Do you see yourself ever making that? And I don't want to hear the rah-rah, I've been to a three-day seminar where we walked on fire, and listen, I did that. That was fantastic. But I want to hear what you really believe, not what you've been taught to believe uh, by all these You know self-improvement programs if I were to remove layer after layer after layer of onion uh, Of the onion of beliefs and and experiences if I went down to the essence of your wealth consciousness Are you somebody who believes yet? That she could make 750 or a million in a weekend and for most people the answer is no And I'm not making anybody wrong. I was there too so part of being at that level is to grow your capacity for believing and receiving great amounts of money in your business. And how do you do that? Well, a couple different things. The first one is you have to see yourself as being worthy and deserving. Okay. And the way to do that is to then go back and see how were you raised around money and success and successful people and and rich i'm going to use that word rich because that is a really triggering word for people what do you believe about rich and successful people what do you believe about entrepreneurs who make a a ton of money i used to believe that Uh, rich and successful people were sleazy, inauthentic, that they took up too much space, that they were uh, uh, just really not somebody I wanted to be. And until I changed my belief around these people, that, yeah, there are some people like that, but not everybody has to be like that. And I don't have to be like that to be successful at all. I can be a loving, compassionate, generous, um, uh, authentic, uh, kind uh, marketer, business owner, mentor. I can give more than I receive. And when I changed my beliefs around that, I saw myself as being more deserving and um, worthy of that. And, and the thing that really helped me with that is to make a million. Now, I've been at multiple seven figures a year for 13 years now. So I had to do this work a long time ago. But once you do the work, it doesn't go away. It, it Meaning you, you keep the, 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 the new developments with you, right? Um, when, when I changed my mindset to say, wow, so to make a million, I would just need to be very valuable to lots and lots of people, that that made it fine for me. It wasn't like, oh, she's filthy rich, or she's sleazy rich, or she took too much from people. No, it was like, I have given so much to the marketplace, so much to my clients, that I'm just being rewarded for it. So that was the first thing, right? You need to see yourself as worthy and deserving of that kind of money, whether a year or in a weekend. The second is to understand how the universe actually works, how money actually gets made on the inside first, and I'll explain on the outside after, okay? in in my programs, we do mindset first, we do wealth consciousness first when we're talking about team systems, how do you use your time, setting boundaries, your business model, all that stuff. We work on the mindset, the beliefs, the self-image, the worthiness, the deserving first, before I give you the formula, before we look at how we're gonna get you from one to many, whether you're doing one to one or you wanna move to programs, all the stuff that has to happen on the inside is is what we work on first, which is why it works so well. And I'll ex- I can explain the the iceberg if you remind me, Jennifer. I'll explain the iceberg a little later. But when you understand that um, the universe, uh, and you could look at it as law of attraction, metaphysics, quantum physics, the quantum field, brings you um, what you focus on with great emotion, repeatedly, so what you focus on with great emotion repeatedly, um, you, you can use the universe, your business, your life like an ATM, an, an automatic money you know withdrawal machine. You don't have to uh, be, you don't have to have a lot of money in the bank to be uh, wealth conscious. You just need to know that money is available to you at any moment. And that's what makes you wealth conscious. So it's those two things, if you understand how to do it, right? And I just shared it with you. It's really simple. It's not easy always, because some people have to get over their blocks to know that, oh, what I focus on with great emotion repeatedly is what I attract. So if you decide that you want to make a million in a weekend you have to first feel deserving and worthy of it I know how simple this sounds right because but it takes the work um, and, and we have to undo lots of years of false experiences and beliefs and 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 uh, what we've taken uh, unconsciously from others And then and then clear those beliefs, create a new vision of yourself as that person and just focus on what you want. And when you have that, that becomes the fertile soil for coming up with the program, the event, um, getting the mentor who will show you how investing in the right team that will help you get there. Whatever it is, the how always follows the internal work, the strategy always follows the personal growth, the mindset, the wealth consciousness work. What are your thoughts about that, Jennifer?
0: Mm, I'm busy writing (laughs) all that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds really good and amazing. It makes so much sense what you're saying and starting on the inside to create the outside none and for magic I always said bringing the invisible into the visible world and someone once said to me that you are like growing into both fields like inside yourself and in the wealth field. What
1: you're doing is you're expanding and stretching your capacity for receiving. When I first, when I first broke a million, uh, 13, almost 14 years ago, um, I, across the street from our house was this, I'm just going to say it was this mansion from the 1800s, which was acting as a hotel, 10,000 square feet. And I used to do my events in there and parties in there. And it was the most beautiful home, really the, the most beautiful home in all of the neighborhood. And I, I remember speaking to my spiritual teacher at the time and said, but is this like wasteful if I buy this house with my husband? And what the, what the response was is, no, you're just, you, you're just looking to experience something new. And I, you know, at that time I, I bought the big house and, and, you know, the four cars, I had the Audi convertible, you know, all the things. And then that was me expanding my capacity for it. Now I sold that house. I don't need the four cars. I have an electric car now, but, but I had to go through for me that part, um, to, to really, stretch what I thought was possible for myself. Not everybody goes through the same uh, version of that, but I think it's actually really healthy for you to push. I remember the first time I drove that convertible and I was like really self-conscious about what people in my neighborhood were thinking about me. And they were probably not thinking anything about me. I was thinking about what they were thinking about me. Again, it sounds really shallow, but that was what I was going through at that time. And, uh, and then months later, a year later, I never thought about it again because I was at a new normal. And you are stretching yourself to be at a new normal in terms of what you feel is uh, belongs in your life. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a good point what you say with the normal. So I once read in a book that when you manifest, it's important, like, that things become normal for you when you imagine them, because when you would own them already, you would think it's normal. You don't think, oh, it's so exciting. It's just normal. It's part of your life. And yeah, very helpful what you're saying. And I think, like, a car or whatever can be also, like, a system or something that helps you along the way. And since the car helped me to make the transition, I'm still so joyful of just having it and grateful that I have it because it also represents freedom, you know, so it's nice. And it might be other things for other people. So again, it's just me, I since I was a kid, I always had a passion for cars. And I think it can be anything like the house for you, but it's it's a mm-hmm. nice thing also I think it's this great feeling when you show to yourself that you can make it happen. Like it's really making magic happen.
1: Yeah. You know, for, what's great about a car for you is that a car is probably something you get into every day. Uh, for other people, it could be a handbag. You know, the first, the first time I bought a, a, a luxury handbag, I blushed Well, I went to the <laughs> store and I blushed and it was, I was very aware that I blushed and it was because I didn't feel worthy of it yet. And um, it wasn't my normal yet. But the great thing about, let's say, a handbag or a piece of, you know, jewelry that is rather expensive is that you get to wear it every day if you want to. The car you get to get, get into every day. It's not this once-in-a-while thing. It can become a daily thing. And on a daily level, you're stretching yourself to believe that you can have a leveraged business. You can make a million in, in your income. And here, here's another thing, okay? The reason what I when I tell people that um, they... Uh, well, it's good to have, uh, it's very good to have mentorship. In fact, I don't know anybody who really has gone to a million in their business without being mentored by somebody else who's already at a million or more. Um, it's not, you don't want to just have a business coach. If you can get yourself in a community of hundreds of other people who are either there already or on their way, it normalizes it for you. Okay, here's what I mean when you are sitting in a meeting or on a call with several people so for example i took uh, five or six women to a million uh this past year in 2021 when they are in the same room even if it's a zoom room as somebody who's at 100 or 200 uh, or even 75 a year and that person at 75 is hearing that, oh, it's not just Fabienne who's there, but all these other women, they're like, wow, so th- that can be for me too. And, and the the proof is in more just more than just one person. They start to be able to see, like, wait, this is like ma- this is possible for many people. it it starts to shift with uh, to mess with their limiting beliefs. So part of stretching your capacity for uh, allowing more loveliness, growth, abundance in your life is to spend time, is to spend a lot of time with one person who already has it, but better yet, to spend a lot of time with a lot of people who are already having it, because then again, it's that new normal. It's like, oh, and it becomes this expectation rather than putting these people up on a pedestal. No, these are people that have done it. They they could be the, the car next to you at the stoplight. They could be the woman next to you at the at the at the supermarket with kids in their caddy, but they're still making a million a year. They're just. It, you just can't tell and when you spend time with those people there's somehow this belief that washes over you over not a long period of time like wow if they can do it hmm, I can do it too
0: Mm, yeah, I love that. That makes so much sense. And I think it's really true that the energy robs off. And I mean, everyone knows that you are like uh, the five people or the sum of the five people you spend the most <laughs> time with. But I think it's really just energy thing. So when you're constantly around this energy, it does something with you.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think it, it has you question all the limiting beliefs that you picked up as a child that you've buried um, without you noting, buried in your subconscious. And all of your actions come from your subconscious, which is once again why anything I do, I work on the subconscious first because um, that's where all the results come from. And just even if you're not working on your subconscious, when you're around other people, who are like that. Listen, it can happen, too, when, when you know, if you think about kids who are in gangs, they feel they belong there. They feel it's normal, and I, I just, you know, I haven't been
0: in a gang, but... Um, <laughs> the millionaire gang, I guess. <laughs> any gang,
1: whatever it is, right? Any group, You, you, when you spend a lot of time with them, you, you start taking on the, the beliefs, the expectations of that peer group. Let's call it a peer group instead of a gang. And so just being really careful about what peer groups you're in and, and, and instead of being in an accidental community of entrepreneurs, why don't you put yourself in an incident or intentional community of entrepreneurs? Uh, and if you're a woman, especially women, because we can talk about that, that women and men grow businesses differently in my uh, observation over the last 21 years, And when you intentionally put yourself in, it's like you put super booster gas in your car um, as opposed to being in your accidental communities of people who aren't that interested in success.
0: Yes, absolutely. So Fabienne, I have to say from all the eight activators in your book, what had the most impact on me was that chapter on leverage your differentiation
1: oh
0: yeah so i didn't want the chapter to end but because it was so amazing what you (laughs) wrote there also about art and craft and that there is a difference and what stuck with me was the sample you brought with the american doll so as german i have never heard of it before but i really love the idea of becoming so special to your customer, client, that they can't get this feeling anywhere else?
1: Mm -hmm. The, um, well, I'll reference what um, I was talking just a moment ago about, is that, and I know there are some uh, men listening to this as well, um, but I'm, I have, the unique vantage point of having worked with tens of thousands of women business owners, and I know that we learn and grow differently. um, And creative people, even when they're men or whatever you identify with, if you are a person who is a creative or who is somebody who leads with their hearts, um, or you have a feminine sensibility, you know that you, um, it's not just about uh, the results. We, the feminine energy tends to really thrive in community, even though the masculine world of doing business, um, sometimes ridicules, uh, feeling, emotion. People have said to me, wow, so many times, why are you so sensitive anyway? Oh my God, I can't believe she cried on the stage. I heard somebody say, while I was in a bathroom stall. Um, I, I, why do you have to be so emotional? And this is who I am. And the reason I bring this up is many of us actually like to feel seen, heard, and like we belong to something bigger than themselves. I don't know a single person who, if you ask them, Could you stand a little more love in your life? I don't know anybody who would say no. Even people who are surrounded with love would want more love. And so the way to differentiate yourself in the marketplace is not just to provide better results. Yes, this is a cornerstone of it. And this is the masculine energy of of business differentiation is provide results that your clients can't get anywhere else. This is what I do. This is what everybody should strive to do. And on the other side is provide a feeling of belonging, of love, of inclusion, of, of uh, mattering, of, of family that they can't get anywhere else. And if you can provide them results and a feeling that they can't get anywhere else in the world, you have no competition everything else is a commodity and you're not. And this is a game changer. This is when you can change your industry. This is when people stay for, for years. I I have, I have one client. Uh, You can find her on the website. Her name is Lori. Uh, If you go to boldheart.com and you go in the member success stories or whatever that tab is at the top and you look for Lori since the time that she's been in our program she's made and she's been with us about eight years she's made in addition to what the business already made an additional 11 million but if you go and look at her video testimonial she talks about the community she talks about her relationship with me she talks about a feeling of home A feeling of inclusion a feeling of she gets to be herself unapologetically and one of the ways to attract retain and get referrals um and to be the obvious choice for the the right clients is to make them feel what they can't feel anywhere and i'll tell you this jennifer this is the thing that that shocked me this probably happened about five years ago for the first time is I was on the, uh, our group, um, Facebook group for the leverage members. And we always tell them like, Hey, welcome. You're brand new. You know, here's your orientation stuff. And, and, and then first and foremost, you have to go and introduce yourself to everybody in the group, uh, in the Facebook group, meet, meet these people. Um, And so this one woman had said, hi, my name is and I'm from and uh, the reason I joined is this and why I'm happy to be here is that. And then, you know, swoosh, all these people comment like, oh, my God, so glad to meet you and and so happy you're, you're part of us now. And then one woman wrote and I got tears in my eyes. She wrote, welcome home. And I'm just, it still brings tears to my eyes now. It's like, you haven't even met this woman yet, and you're saying, welcome home? And what makes you say that this, like, program that I've created is home for you? That radically changed my approach to my business, is if you can make your business home for somebody, where... Where they feel loved, let me tell you, there are so many people who don't even feel loved at home. When they walk in the door, nobody's rushing to the door to give them a kiss on the lips, where they get criticized at home or or, you know, their their opinions don't matter. When you can make somebody matter, feel loved, feel celebrated, feel included, um, feel significant in a way that they don't feel anywhere else, You don't have competition.
0: Yes, that's such an inspiring story, Fabienne. And this is probably why I love this chapter so much. And I'm going to quote one part from the chapter here that I marked, where Mm -hmm. you say, your business is an experience, a theater of sorts. To move from a simple transaction to providing a feeling of wow for your clients and customer, look at how your business can create an unexpected experience they love.
1: That's what we all seek. You know, if... if, if I think we all remember at the end of 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 a day and maybe even at the end of a life we remember the things that brought us joy that brought us love we don't think about how much money we made and i believe in women making their own money and lots of it but that's not what we remember at the end of the day it's how did i matter in somebody's life how much joy did i feel how 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 much Love that I give or love that I receive, and those are experiences, not transactions. Transactions are dry. Experiences and love is juicy. And when we can provide that, we are differentiated. I, I remember this one woman came to see me speak in Paris, and she uh, and she sat there in my room and I was talking about the program and she sat there and there were tears running down her face. Now she's French, you know, like French people don't, they don't cry easily yes. like the, the British. And, and I said, I said, uh, Natalie what's going on? We were probably a hundred in the room. And she said, I, I, I've, I know we're talking business, but I've never felt so loved so understood, so like I belonged, that my big dreams aren't crazy. Nobody's trying to tell me to stop dreaming so big. You're all telling me to dream even bigger. You're all telling me that I'm normal, where I feel abnormal everywhere else. And it was, it was that it was, this differentiation and and she was in the program for years and 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 even though she's that close to a million she she said I want to work for you I said you make your own money you're fine you don't need to work with me she says, no I want to spend a few times coaching coaching in your company because I just love it here so much and so it's really just about tapping into what can you provide people in your marketplace they can't get anywhere else an experience and and love can be can feel like theater if it's authentic
0: absolutely So everyone listening can tell that Fabienne's book is really transformational, so there's so much in the book, it's hard to tell, and I said Fabienne before we started the interview that I almost run out of my marker because there's so much good stuff in it, and for sure I have to read it again, especially now after the interview, but Maybe, Fabienne, you can share the link again because you said that you are giving this as a gift away to the audience so they can get a copy for free and read through all the amazing things and inspirations you have brought here to paper. So where can they pick up a copy of the book?
1: Yeah, it's really simple. I mean, you could could go get it on Amazon, but you'd have to pay for it. Um, and if you go to the website I'm going to give you now, you can get it for free. I think you only pay, um, like two or $4 for shipping. It's to honestly, just to pay for the shipping. It doesn't even cover the printing and, and the shipping and everything. And I'll explain why I'm doing that in just a moment. But the website is theleveragedbusinessbook.com. Theleveragedbusinessbook.com. The leveraged and I believe in being super transparent about everything that I do in my marketing. In, and I want to tell you why I wrote this book. And I want to tell you why I'm giving it away for free. And I hope that you appreciate my transparency. I have met too many women who are overwhelmed, who are putting the needs of their clients, their families, their teams... First, they work evenings, they work weekends, they put the kids to bed, and then they go back to the computer. They say too many times during the day, one more email and I will be right there. They have lost themselves. And the reason why they started business is gone. And my intention for writing this book is for her, you, whoever's listening to this, to see a different way. And when you read the eight activators uh, that are like those light switches on the wall, when you hear the stories of Lori and Terry and Rachel and Michelle, and, and you see that they have gotten to a million and they have their life back, my intention is that you start to believe that you can go to 20K a month, 50K a month, 100K a month or more, and that at one point in your reading, you say, oh my God, I I wanna be part of this program. I'm telling you this now because I wanna be super transparent, but my intention is that you look at this and say, you know what, I deserve to be uh, in this type of program. And if it's not me, that's fine. Uh, But I wanna show you what you need to do and uh, to leverage yourself to a million and then and then if i'm the right person to take you there you'll raise your hand you'll take the assessment you'll download this free thing the video series all that stuff um what are your thoughts about that approach to ever <laughs> being transparent
0: yes transparency i think is very great in business because it builds trust and we all know it has to trust also in business because uh, the transaction or money comes from people. So you have to build trust first and yeah, that makes sense. And also, I mean, you get your energy and your mindset and everything from the book. And I think I said to my business coach recently that with, a coach or mentor, it's like dating, so you know from the first start if this is a match or not. you just feel it, yeah. and when it's not you you can't push anything in there to make it happen. It doesn't work, so you know from the bottom of your heart if this person is right for you at this moment in time or not. I totally
1: agree with you. I so resonate with you, yes, well
0: said. Great, so I'm so happy that you shared all of this and maybe you can give us for the end some practical tips because I know everyone listening, It's when you are in business, it's all about clients and in your book you also say that you are a marketer first, so it's about marketing and I know many people, especially in the creative field, they are very into their craft, but when it comes to marketing, they really lack strategies and everything around marketing for example, authors as well, because they write a great book, but then that's it and no one knows about it. So what would you say? I mean, we talked about mindset and the subconscious, of course, first, but are there any other practical tips you have for people listening that are entrepreneurs, business owners, how they can attract clients or what is the best way to get new clients and especially uh, dream clients where you really like to work with? Because we all know that there are painful clients too
1: yeah yeah i call them toxic clients <laughs> <laughs> hearts and clients i'm going to give you two pieces of advice the first one is to really know your person okay or, and 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 that means who are they really so notice even on the title of the subtitle of my book is how you can go from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures with your life back what that says just even then that i know who she is she is overwhelmed. She's at six figures. Uh, she does not have any time. She wants to get her life back and she wants to make more money. So you need to know who your person is. And then what their greatest challenges are, their greatest frustrations. What's their dark night of the soul? What keeps them up at night? And then you have to know their deepest aspirations. What do they dream about? What would they do anything to have? What is it that really motivates them? Because then you can speak to them like a friend. You can every piece of marketing can be a love letter. Uh, Your book can be a love letter. Your podcast can be a love letter. Your sales page, your video series, your newsletter be a, 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 a love letter. Um, people, I, somebody told me yesterday, I love your Saturday emails, Fabienne, because I just feel like I feel like you know me, you love me, and you're constantly trying to add value to my life more than asking me to, to you know, invest in something. So that's number one: is know who your person is, uh, and and. Show up, and the second thing is show up to add value more prolifically than you think you should. And and that comes in, I guess, two parts. I'm I'm really extending this to <laughs> Jennifer, I just I'm, I'm giving here, but give more value than you think you should, and turn up the volume higher than you think you're do, than you are do then you then you're doing now be more prolific about helping people people want to be with you when you advance them and people will start seeing if they start seeing you a lot and you're just giving value a lot they're going to want to be with you so even creative people um you don't have to be sleazy know who your person is have all your marketing be a love letter give and be more prolific.
0: Wonderful. So that was really great. And I think Fabienne, I can really say that your book is a must read. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I can honestly say, because I love reading, so I'm only reading business books, by the way, and like self-help books. I never read any kind of novels. So I have many of them on my shelf, but yours is really, I can really say the best book I have read in my life so far on business. Oh my gosh.
1: That is the nicest compliment, Jennifer. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. So I really mean it. So when it comes to business, it's the best book I've read in this area.
1: Wow. Thank you.
0: You're welcome.